This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, it's, it's Swindon Town. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play. That is that. What a shot. Oh, my goodness. Far post for Shearer. Goal. McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection. And a goal. Gets to Mitchell. It's another goal. Incredible. Hobble. Strange to say this, but Swindon Town 4, Oldershot Town 7. An extraordinary Saturday afternoon at the county ground as Swindon went 7-0 down with less than an hour on the clock. And it was thoroughly deserved. Luckily, Tommy Widdington showed us some mercy and we scored four goals in the last 15 minutes or so. But there aren't enough resources in the world to paper over those Cracks. An awful legacy defining weekend would continue with reports of unpaid wages, town being in takeover talks, maybe, and a long, often digressing statement from Clem Morfuni rebuffing some of those claims would follow the following day. Here to discuss is Terry. Hello, Terry. Where to start on this one? Uh, <laughs> it's, um, I was I was thinking this, this morning when I was up at up at silly o'clock with the little one, back to some of those crazy crazy weekends at the end of the power era, when we were in mid COVID. Um, John Sheridan was in charge. the The team was an absolute disgrace, and <laughs> everything comes around again, Rich, doesn't it? Everything comes around again. Feels like it. 
it, it's I think I think what we, what we should probably make clear to um to the listeners uh, as you've described to me off mic um, I think the words you used were you're absolutely rattled <laughs> I, I think I'm with you I think this is to, to be clear I wasn't there yesterday um I was listening on the radio and li- just listening to it play out I think the 24 hours from five to three yesterday and we're recording at four o'clock this afternoon on the Sunday I it, it's the culmination of 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 our whole complex web of nonsense which we'll get into later but but for me and, and I've, I've been watching us since 92 I don't think there can be many worse 24 hours in the club's history and I'm gonna go like ah but you know in 1893 we got re-elected and we could have gone up well irrelevant like for me as a fan of over 30 years i don't recall i don't recall a 24 hours worse than this yeah i i wasn't active in 1990 i was being told how swindon were doing from afar by my dad when i lived overseas but in in my 33 years almost to the day that was one of the worst weekends we've had one of the worst performances we've ever i've ever seen now people can throw results at me a luton game around christmas but that was a that was a league game, Rich, against a team, if I'm not mistaken, who went up that year. Precisely, like, and they're in the Premier League now. Steamroll from time to time when you when you play good teams. Well, like that that's is incomparable. For context, a non-league team has never before scored seven times against a football league team ever. It's just one of those things, you know. Beat Colchester, and it'll be forgotten about. Well, we should all just focus on Colchester, Rich. I wish I could. I wish I could. Never a bloody dull moment. Lesser stakes, but I felt like that old boy with the cracking moustache hugging the World Cup during Brazil and Germany back in 2014. During I was at the game, so I was there. And there were times where I think I dealt with it like a trooper. But as, as the, I'll say later, as the day goes on, I, I, I get more and more rattled by it. But it was... It was. It wasn't a hostile. It wasn't a toxic atmosphere. Maybe that's what Swindon needed. Maybe that would have resulted in a ten-four loss. But it was just shock. I think largely those who stayed anyway. Yeah, I, I, and this is what I'm really interested to get into, Rich. You know, normally you 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 very ably host this, and your contributors sort of come on and and give their opinion. But the the bit that I'm fascinated to hear is probably from you on what it was actually like in the ground, like. What was the conversation around you? Was it anger? Was it just sheer disbelief? Was it acceptance? Was it sort of macabre black humour? Like all of the above at different stages? Yeah, you're absolutely right with the latter. It was all of the above. There were times where the the most abuse Swindon would have got on the pitch were for misplaced passes. Not necessarily, certainly not the goals or anything like that. There were times where... We were all just riffing for the next sort of funny joke about this. There was a time where we were all dreading it finishing 8-2 because we'll get a week of listening to be, I'd eight to be a Swindon Town fan right now. So when we scored the third, there was a, quite a bit of rejoice. Um, there were times where we were standing up and applauding the opposition uh, for what they were doing. It just was an incredible experience, but I use the word incredible not in a good way. Uh, but I mean, I predicted 4-1 for this, which looks hilarious now, but at least I got the four goals bit right. It it, it was 
like no other. And this was my little boy's first ever game. So it, it will be really easy for me to be able to sort of talk about this because he's only three. He won't remember. He doesn't care. It was, <laughs> it was a nice day out for him. But although I must say my eight-year-old suffered, she was suffering through it. She did not enjoy it, all those goals going in. Yeah. And and look, I don't think we're going to be talking about football for long here, are we? But um first and foremost and and I do genuinely mean this like huge congratulations to Oldershot like they were bang up for it they're clearly a good side of that level and they sniffed blood and just killed us that first 10 minutes so um huge respect to them I'm (laughs) I'm um uh glad to see them doing well I I didn't realize Rich that um Tommy Widrington and obviously, the manager at Oldershot, his son, Theo, plays wing-back. Um, and his other son is Kai Widrington from Street. Yes. Yeah, of course. I this the other day when I was watching a YouTube video on golf because he was he's also a big golfer. So there you go. It, it's very hard to do Widrington research without it being all about Kai Widrington. And yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if we got a shout-out on Strictly Come Dancing over the weekend for that result. <laughs> It was as clinical and comprehensive a, a display from the first second uh, to the moment they started resting key players on the hour mark. And they lost last week to Dorking Wanderers, Terry. But based on that performance, four or five would waltz into our side. Absolutely waltzing. Yeah, they had a stronger bench than us as well, um, yeah. which is which is not telling. Hard. Uh, telling and also not very tricky um yeah I, I i genuinely think we're at the stage now where you know a lot of people in and out of football will tell you the bottom half of league two and the, and the top half of the conference is the same thing um and we're there now that's that's where we are yeah and and before i do a little run through of the game itself this result make no mistake about it this has been on the cards for a while and now it's happened um my pal who i sit next to has been saying all season that if we got a, if we got a half decent team in the cup then we'd get absolutely battered i don't think even he meant it was going to be a national league opponent but there it was it, it was it was incredible yeah and i think a couple of sides have threatened them and they i think i i think on another day Notts county could have could have done us four or five um, I think if we played Notts County now, they'd probably do us four or five. So I, I, I think it's been on the cards, and every week that goes by, our players get poorer and poorer and poorer. Not, not, not. I'm not going to put much blame at their door um, for that. They're just being run into the ground, and it just, it just gives us nowhere to go. And, and, and Rich, who are our next two home games? Oh, they're against uh, Stockport and Mansfield, Terry. Oh, good, good. I assume that only you're a season ticket holder, of course, but. If you weren't, I'm assuming you'd be uh, piling in on the three-game bundle deal, which came out of nowhere. I wonder why that happened. Oh, dear. More of that later. Okay. Well, I I usually talk of the 11, but let's talk about it in terms of career lows. So it was career lows this weekend for Mahoney, Blake Tracy, Bruitt, Minton, Godwin-Malief, Khan, McEachran, Kemp, Austin, and Shade. Later, we'd see Kinsella, who came on for the injured George McEachran after about 40, 41 minutes. Tom Clayton would come on for Minton after about 52 minutes. And then the blameless under-18s. Harry Gray, who got 38 minutes. That, you can only describe that as character building. Quite unfair. And then 
brief cameos for Fletcher Hubbard and Sonny Hart. I bet his dad was not happy he didn't play a bit longer than that. Bradford saved Jordan Young from humiliation and Rashawn Hepburn, I assume his body, um, <laughs> Rashawn Hepburn Murphy's body clearly gave him a warning and said, not this weekend, Rashawn, stay away. Just <laughs> He literally could feel it in his bones. <laughs> <laughs> wish I could <laughs> isn't it funny that I thought at the start of this game I thought that the biggest sort of whinge I would have this weekend is that Swindon fans didn't make the most of the reduced tickets and in the end I'm looking at them going god why didn't you warn me lads come on yeah it's a, it, it, look, and on another day with, without the 24 hours we've just had I think we could have quite an interesting couple of minutes dialogue on on the club reducing ticket prices and whether that was a good decision or not. Um, you know where I you know where I stand on that, Rich. But but to be clear, I think every time it happens, the fans don't come out, um, and then it becomes a sort of a sort of sort of bit of a waste of time. And we saw that yesterday. So yeah, I think um, I at, at this point, I just don't think you can question any Swindon fan for for, for any choice they make. Um, you know, one thing I one thing I was expecting to see, and, and and glad I haven't, is the classic. You're you're not a real fan if you leave early. Oh. Uh, again, to be clear, I would have been I would have been in the Queen's Tap by th- quarter past three. Yeah, the the eldest she she wanted out at one stage, and it wasn't out of boredom. She she didn't like. I think she didn't like to see me suffer. I think the sadness in my eyes was probably a bit telling. We, we saw it through, but seeing so many people around me who I've never seen leave early before, unless, you know, the 90th minute, just to try and get down those Don Rogers steps before the, the queue starts. <sighs> Seven nil down after an hour, Terry. That, it was it, absolutely and, and bonkers. Correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously it's not included in the highlights because they had to fit, fit 11 goals into two minutes. Um, didn't we? Didn't they also have a goal disallowed for eight? With, they which, did. Tight, yeah. It, it looked it looked okay to me, but I'm yeah. more than happy for. Oh yeah, it, it was tight. Um, I, I'm not direct in line, but I was like, oh, I don't know about that. You know, ugh, it was grim. It was grim, and it was grim from the very very start. They scored after what thirty seconds, and the goalkeeper for Oldershot had had a touch during that thirty seconds. Jack Barham unmarked in the box after 30 seconds. Absolutely shameful stuff. Three minutes later, 2-0. Jack Barham again mugged off Murphy Mahoney and lobbed him from an acute angle, 2-0. 3-0 after nine minutes, Josh Stokes scoring the goal. Perhaps a nudge on Fraser Blake Tracy, but meh, nothing would have changed. It would not have changed this game at all. Not not for me, Rich. Like, hit the weights, Fraser, come on. Yeah, exactly. There was no outrage, you know, a few comments online, but there was no major. It just it looked a foul at start, but seeing it back, not really. So, Terry, three down after nine minutes. And as Michael Flynn observed in his post-match, there was an injury during those nine minutes, a couple of minutes. So in nine minutes, that included an injury. We conceded three goals to... I'm not going to dwell on the fifth-tier thing because I said it in the presser. There's not a huge difference. But if we were 3-0 down to Sutton in the league, it would have been just as gross. It was insane. Wild. Absolutely wild. And then uh, they also missed an absolute sitter to go four up before they actually went four up as well, if, I'm, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah, things did, things did simmer down a little bit. Even as far as saying that when they missed that sitter, it didn't come out of nowhere because Swindon weren't 
dominating, but things were in control. It didn't feel like it was going to be a 7-4 game at that point. It felt like, well, we've lost the game. Let's do what most teams would do at this stage and just defend it. Don't humiliate yourselves further. And then right on halftime or in injury time, Laurent Talage, he escaped the offside trap that Tom Brewitt and Harrison Minton tried to maintain to slam home. And it was just... Just so appalling. Really bad defending. In it's the game. worst one of the lot for me, that force. Mm. Um, yeah. Tom Brewitt, look, we topic of hot debate on this on this pod. Turned into a bit a bit, a bit of a meme for a while among us. And and you know, the as as the listeners know, awful last season. Good. He's obviously had a good summer. He's been absolutely fine most of the season and good in places. That was absolutely Absolutely abhorrent defending. <laughs> it was so bad. And look, I also I don't want to pile in on Harrison Minton, the kids at the start of his career. He shouldn't be in our squad. He should be out learning the trade and playing 90 minutes 40 times somewhere else this season. He's not because this club is being run into the ground. Yeah. Combination of Harrison Minton and Tom Brewitt gives me the chills. Yeah, and, and it isn't an episode to pile in on any individual really, but I think Michael Finn completely agrees with you on probably all those fronts, but definitely Harrison Minton's development. Mm. Yeah, and it's just it, it's it's you've got to feel for them, you right? You've got to feel for the kid. Like I feel for all of them as individuals, to be fair. Well, certainly most of them. Um yeah, we'll we'll get into the big stuff later, but it's just, it's just, it's just not okay what they do, what, what what's being done to them and the fans. Irrational things that annoyed me on the day was during halftime, Flynn sent out his players early, significantly early, not like two minutes before Oldershot turned up. It felt like over five, but I might be wrong. I saw Harrison Minton do some, you know, shuttle running or whatever they call it. By the time Oldershot were out themselves. The Swindon players were just talking amongst themselves. They were just just stood around talking. And I just couldn't believe that. <laughs> and I got really internally irate with that site. Not a big deal. You know, they're professional footballers. But considering what was to, to come over the next 10, 15 minutes, I, I, felt, I felt at the time that I was justified in that grumpiness. The, um, the, we quite often joke on, uh, you know, Football Room 101, sending players out noticeably early because you're annoyed at them is in there for me because it's completely and utterly performative bollocks. Why are you not spending that time fixing it? What what are you doing? You did like you needed you needed 45 minutes of half time, not nine minutes. It blows my mind that people do it just to make a point. Yeah, it was it was it was symbolic and it didn't work. And poor old Harrison Minton, despite the player who looked like he was trying to stay warm and be ready, within two minutes of the restart, he's given away a penalty, a clumsy challenge on Josh Stokes, not needed. And Kean Harris <laughs> steps up. He's their penalty taker. It's not a mark of disrespect. Steps up for what was probably one of the most satisfying goals of his career, bar none. Rolled it past. Murphy Mahoney to make it 5-0 after 47 minutes. I was so disappointed to learn that he is their actual penalty taker. <laughs> you wanted the disrespect. Really wanted this to just be absolute banter. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, six well, 0 after fifty one minutes, and you've got to wonder what's happening here. Stokes header cons Tom Brewitt, and it, it allows Talage to get onside, and he, he scores from twenty five yards. It's a delightful finish. I stood up and applauded it. I wasn't alone. It looked better in real time than it does on the YouTube clip. But again, a preventable goal to concede, but it was a hell of a finish. Yeah, great goal. Awful defending. Uh, Repeat. Now, before we get to the seventh, we had a corner and I took a video of this and shared it online again because I was irate because we've just gone past the 51st minute. Mental mass, that's over half hour to go plus injury time. We're 6-0 down and we have nobody back defending. We've got someone just like 10, 15, 20 yards away, you know, in in the in-between of their box and the halfway line. And this was a team that showed throughout, especially people like Ryan Glover, they could counter-attack. And it just felt like, what are we doing? We are not going to get back into this game. Shut it down now. It was crazy to see. Yeah, it, it, and, and we'll come on to Michael Flynn in a bit. Like, There's loads of people to blame for this absolute horror show of a weekend. Michael Flynn isn't blameless in this. I, 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 there, there are little things, as you've just put it out there. There are also huge things. Like, what the hell was that back for, the first four five minutes? Bob, you're bonkers. What is he doing? Watching uh, Godwin Malife get taken away from the, uh, the, the, the left side role before even, I don't, I don't even know if he had a touch of the ball in the first nine minutes, but when we conceded the third, they did the switch around, which worked tremendously, as you know, Terry. But yeah. it, it, he's, he's starting to tinker with something that was working and his tinkering hasn't worked. But of course, his tinkering is a necessity because of everything that we've talked about since we were winning games. We've been talking about this depth since we were, you know, when the going was good. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's really important to 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 point that out, you know. When we get into the juicy stuff later, like it's, it's not a reaction to yesterday, is it? I mean, it, it, yesterday is the culmination. It's it's all roads lead to this. Um, my opinion is that this is it gets worse before it gets better. This is all, all everything has led to this, but this is only the beginning. I think I've written mm. that. I really do. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad this game happened in the FA Cup. I'm certainly not happy it happened against the non-league side, but I, I I don't know if going seven down is the pit, is the bottom of the is the bottom of the pit of despair. But we'll soon find out. Jack Barham got his hat trick after 58 minutes. Again, awareness from the defence of the players around them just isn't there, and that has been all season long. We looked utterly shell-shocked, and it was 7-0, 7-0. And at that point, rejoice, because Aldershot showed us some mercy by taking off key players, Barham, Talage, and Stokes, all receiving praise from both sets of fans, obviously from Aldershot. But most, you know, the town end and, well, all the stands were applauding um, those players when they went off during that 10-minute spell. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlook Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager, Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. 
And admittedly, while Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with Muck Delivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi Rich, just a reminder to let you know I'm on Points West again tonight, so make sure you tune in. Oh no, here I am holidaying in Europe and I'm going to miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another deep side town performance on the television. Unless, haha, of course, I can use my NordVPN subscription. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. So I'll never miss another Points West with Dan ever again. Huzzah! NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash strangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the podcast along the way. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Lovely stuff. Hello, I'm Anthony Grant and you're listening to the Loathed Strangers podcast. And then we started scoring goals. Yes. But it was... It, nobody cared. It, you know, Dan Kemp's first goal, it's quite good. You know, he, he outmuscles a couple of players. No, no one cares. Uh, 78th minute, his best goal. It's probably one of the most irrelevant good goals he'll score. Meh. Nobody got man of the match from the sponsors, certainly not uh, over the uh, announce system, uh, public announcement system. He'll get our man of the match because I need to fill in those blanks. Um, And then in injury time, Charlie Austin scored two headers. Um, The first flicked, meh. Um, And then he grabbed his brace with a close range header, meh. Uh, Charlie Austin was invisible for 92 minutes, it has to be said. I, I saw a few people suggest that he was one of the brighter sparks. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. And, oh, dear. I, I, again, I'm not pointing at individuals. As I was saying he, um, Charlie Austin saved himself for a sprint finish. Yeah, well, yeah. This is why he, fin- he needs to finish games now, because he scores an injury time. But, exactly. like, it, you know, it's, it's one of those weekends where you go on social media, and weirdly enough, nobody's taken to Instagram. Nobody's taken to uh, Twitter to tell us that we go again, not the result we wanted. Gosh, that 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 those change that changing room at full time must have been quite the audio experience. <laughs> yeah, just it, what else do you say, Rich? Just bizarre, bizarre, bizarre afternoon. Swindon Town four, Oldershot Town seven, and and that flatters Swindon. Yeah, it massively flatters us. I'm. <laughs> don't know how to explain this without without coming across like a complete lunatic. I'm really disappointed we scored four goals. Because it gives the scoreline this air of if you're just looking in from the outside, if you don't like a jack, like it was a belter. Follow the game. It gives the air of just this like once and one in a million, to it and throwing, like crazy, crazy. And it wasn't. That's not what this game was at all. This game was a, was one of the most one-sided games in our history. Um, and as I said, they, they should have gone 8-0 up before the hour. Um, they then made a load of changes and, and we've, and we've, 
were chatting to a mate last night. He said, "Has anyone, has, has a team ever scored four consolation goals?" <laughs> yeah, Swindon like, Town, Swindon yeah. Town. <laughs> yes, yes, why not? Terry, it's as, it's as simple as this. If they keep on their front three, Josh Stokes, Laurent Talage, and Jack Byram for another twenty minutes, it's ten. I, I, I hard agree. Yeah. 10-1, 10-2 maybe, if you're lucky. Because in, in the upper leagues, when you hit five or six, there's this weird trait of, guys, no, let's be you know sporting about this. Oldershot showed no mercy with those three on the pitch. And I add uh, the, the, the guy who's trying to look like Jack Grealish, Ryan Glover, they were just absolutely relentless. I don't even think it was one of those games where well, they had seven chances and they all went in. It just was absolutely appalling viewing but at the yeah. same time in awe of of this attacking display yeah not 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 a freak occurrence not lightning in a bottle seven chances seven goals just a complete and utter shambolic capitulation mm, gross apparently there was an exchange between a couple of fans and Fraser Blake Tracy and a couple of people took to social media and they give this feeling of like you know pit of despair misery and I've done a bit of digging on this and I always try and get as close to the source as possible and I have to say it's been played down massively as just Fraser Blake Tracy took exception to being pointed out as is one of the main offenders to this appalling uh, day at the county ground but the reality was he probably said a few things that we already know but no quiver in the voice or anything like that it was just a uh, a leader, I suppose, trying to talk to someone at their level. <laughs> yeah, and look, it's such a tricky one, that sort of stuff, Rich, because people say they want their players to be approachable, etc., etc. It is a lose-lose situation. Nothing good happens when footballers do that, ever. Just... Clap the fans from the centre circle and scurry off home. Make your apologies in the next game by doing something about it, etc., etc. A million percent. A million percent. Yeah. It, it was a fascinating capitulation to witness. Uh, but as the evening continued, I, I, in terms of the playing and not the rumours that were going around, I, I did feel more embarrassed. I, I didn't spend my evening reading up what our rivals were saying or what older shop fans were saying not really that much on what Swindon was saying because how conveniently other things swarmed over this humiliation at the county grounds but yeah I wish I could say you know you see some fans that go, that go I've actually found it quite funny I wish I could say that but I, I care I care and that was that was bad yeah yeah I, I I sort of get why people find I think people find humour when they when they when they haven't and, anything that's left. And right? I laugh during the game. It's it's the aftermath, you know. At the game, it's kind of it was shock and you know that nervous laughter and so forth. I took my wife to that game for goodness' sake. Um, she had a great time. I don't feel any anger or blame towards the players or the squad, and I I don't think anybody who was there, and I don't think anybody who has really got invested in this season. I don't think they're blaming individuals too hard either. It's as simple as if you don't back them, 
they become overplayed and they get tired. And I think we're seeing that. I really do. And I saw it at MK Dons the week before. Such a fascinating place that we're in, isn't it? Like, it's so hard to unpick. And this goes back to my question to you right at the top. Like, was it really angry? Was it toxic? No. Were people hurling abuse? No, no. because genuinely, I, you go through that group of players and look, I don't think... I don't think any of them are world beaters. I mean, Dan Kemp is far better than the level and, and won't and won't be here past January. We all know that. Oh, but he was allowed to play, Terry. That means he, that's that means there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, we, you know, you go for that side like they're not world beaters. They're a poor, poorly assembled squad that are six or seven short. But on an individual human level. All of the, those 12 or 13 lads are being absolutely flogged to death. And I just don't, I just, the, the, the anger with individuals just isn't, just isn't there. I think some of the players yesterday, bearing in mind, big, big caveat, this is a combination of listening to the, listening to the commentary on the radio, watching the highlights and talking amongst ourselves. So I might be completely wrong here, but some of the players did have absolute horror shows. Like Charlie Austin has done nothing for 92 minutes. Um, Tom Brewitt, Tom Brewitt, every second of, of, of the highlights I've seen has been dreadful. I'm not picking, I'm not picking those two out for any particular reason, apart from, you know, we've, we've spoke about them already. So I do think at an individual level, there were seven or eight really bad performances, but I don't necessarily, but, why are those performances happening when we know those individuals are better than they're showing? Yeah, no. It's, it, it's because it makes... they're, they're absolutely out on their feet. Yeah, it, it really is as simple as that. And for me, if this was real world, my opinion is Tyree Shade probably doesn't play again, but I don't think he would have played for Swindon for a few weeks. That's my personal opinion on what I think Michael Flynn thinks of him, as I've said many times. Uh, Harrison Minton goes out on loan to the National League. Tom Brewitt starts the next game. Godwin Malife goes back to his normal position. Brooklyn Genesini is a is a senior player. He did not play this weekend. If he plays for Swindon again, and I possibly include the Exeter game, I would be shocked. Of course he's playing in that game because we cannot be risking anybody. Um, Liam Kinsella, what, what's he doing? What's he, what's, what, what, what? He's not a game-changing footballer. And Tom Clayton, that early leader that we saw from the start of last season, just seems like a distant memory. You, you kind of bring off Minton. Yeah, he gave away a penalty. Let's blame him. He comes on. Nothing changes. No, just, just, just dreadful, 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 dreadful. <laughs> um, yeah, at an individual level, it's it, it it's easy to go through each one of them and, and and hammer them. But what's what purpose does that serve? Yeah, Michael Flynn post game called it unacceptable. The worst performance I've ever been involved in. We got bullied. We got outfought. We got outplayed at times. He wouldn't go as far as to say we were completely outplayed. Crazy. Some of them need to have a long, long look at themselves because that is not acceptable. Well, yes, quite. How do we how do we fix this on Tuesday? What happens? Is it as simple as Jordan Young and Rashawn Hepburn Murphy comes back and we win 3-2 at Colchester? What, are we in for a bumpy ride? Are we going to win one, lose two, and it's going to just play out like last season and wonder if the Beamish line will be compromised? What's happening here? Hard not to just assume that this continues. If you, you know, We're one win in, I think we're one win in eight now, aren't we? Um, the five upcoming fixtures, you've got Colu, Harrogate and Accrington away. 
You've got Stockport or Mansfield at home. Can you see more than four points there, really? It's a hard one to answer when we've just lost 7-4 and also like... You want to sit here and go, we're, we're doomed, we're rubbish, we're never going to win again. I, yeah, I, sure. I don't want that to be the case. I don't, you know, I've, I've seen some people say we're going to be in a relegation battle. I don't think that's going to happen this season. If we're, <laughs> if, if, if things don't change in the long term, then I'm not, I'm not dismissing that argument. But at the same time, I know when we click, we can be better. And I also know that football does these stupid things like you lose 7-4 one week and then you go away at Colchester on a Tuesday night and get a victory. So yeah. I, I, I just don't know. But they've had a real upturn in, in form since our our good friend Ben Garner left. Um, should going forward, score a lot of goals or have or have done in recent weeks. Got a couple of really impressive away wins. Um I think I think we've got to be worried. I mean, we're going we're going there without Saidu Khan for sure. I was frustrated. I mean, it, it it was such a footnote on the on the performance yesterday that maybe it's a natural that it didn't come up, but no word on George McEachran. I've got a feeling. I've I've seen it reported that that was a concussion, which means he also won't be in the building Tuesday. Doesn't leave us with much, Rich, does it? So you know, and for my sins, I'm going. Which is <laughs> um, oh, that's a good for my sins. Well, we've got trialists ready um, to unleash. They haven't played for 14 months, but don't worry about it. Oh, just on so so uh, just before we move on, because I know we're going to move on to the to the big stuff. But just on, um, you mentioned Brooklyn Genesini. <laughs> I, I just want to point something out that I think we we may have pointed out before. We certainly have pointed out off mic for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm, I'd argue months now. Michael Flynn has said the money the money budget isn't an issue if the right players are out there. I'll sign them. So is Brooklyn Genesini the right player? Uh, it's, it's, is that what it's, saying? it's the it's the horrible comeback when people go. He's looking for the right people because Brooklyn Genesini was brought in very late on, and he started the season. He even had a good game in one of them, and then vanished without trace. He 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 couldn't get a game ahead of Sonny Hart, Fletcher Hubbard, and Harry Gray. And you can manoeuvre, you know, he is behind the under-18s in the pecking order now. It's mental, yeah. We're waiting for the right player six weeks after signing Brooklyn Genesini and not, and not giving him a second. Like, we're waiting for the right player. Oh, here he is. It's, it's that fellow who hasn't played football for 14 months, having been released by Burton because he was accused of rape. That, that's the right player we've been waiting for. What a pile of shite. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, you Reds. Come on, Fridget. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, 
or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 